Wild Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome back. It's the final hour of Fantasy Football Rewind. Till next football season, man. It's been a blast. It's been real. But next week, it's called Fantasy First Look. That will be the show. That will be it. You want to get that, man. You want to get a little Fantasy First Look. And make sure that you take it home, man. And you put it together. And you love every moment of it. And you hold it tight, because you never know when it'll be the last day. I tell people that stuff all the time, man. I am beautiful. And I feel like you're beautiful, too. And the fantasy BFFs, they're beautiful. They're a little loud, and they're a little wacky. But strictly beautiful. And when you have the BFFs, and they're beautiful... It's not beautiful forever. Beautiful friends forever. Right? Is that what they're going to call themselves next? Because that would be ridiculous. That would be insane. So I don't like that name. Here are the BFFs. Michael Florio, not as much of an adult. I am Greg Sussman. I've noticed a couple things today here on uh, as everybody walked in. Frank. Looking great. Look at this. Uh, he's got the button down, the sweater over the button down. Very adult Frank. Mike Florio, after a year of me being like, dude, you don't have to like gel your hair. It's no big deal. It's cool. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Two days in a row, just a sweatshirt, no hair done, doesn't care. I love it. That is not true, Greggy. It is because of the absurd cold. Like, I can't not wear a hat, and if I wore a hat and gelled my hair, it would look terrible. Sure. So I kind of just had to give in and not gel my hair. There are a few reasons here for Mike, and we got to let him off the hook. It's it's casual Fridays. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's, it's the Buffalo Bills hangover, man. They're in the playoffs. He's I mean, ready for action. I mean, this this Sunday, it's going to be Everything. a lot of fun. And your whole life is on the line. Your whole life is on the line. I have to say, like, this week... There's been a lot of me just like, there's a lot of stories coming out about what it means to the players and to different fans and all these videos and stuff. And every, like, it doesn't matter how many of those I read or watch, every single time I do it, I feel really good. Hey. I'm just saying, like, like it's easy to. You're not wearing any Bills paraphernalia right now? No, I'm not. That's wild. I was that going to, like but Shocking. I was just like, no, it's so cold that I have three layers on right now. Um, this is like one of the warmer hoodies I own. That's why I wore it. 
But yeah, I mean, when your team is is good all the time, like it's easy to take it for granted. When you wait your whole life to see one <laughs> wild card playoff game, you appreciate it. Why are you laughing, Greg? Because it's funny. It's like, messed up. Greg's seen multiple Super Bowls. Oh, I'm a Giants fan. This is nothing for me. Dating back to Greg. Greg is like 40, so he's year seen like... Game? I was probably the Giants playoff game Greg, last year. Greg has seen like a Super Bowl for every decade he's been alive, so... That's fact. He's seen all four of them. I have... No, I did not. Aren't you like... Well, well I have seen four Super Bowls. That's true, I have seen four. Giants were like in five. 39, right? I'm yeah. not. He is. I'm not. Giants were in five Super Bowls by Florio. I saw four. Of yeah, those. one of them they got punched. What? That's a, that's really the first one I saw. <laughs> <laughs> they did get punched in that one. Good offense always loses a good defense, right? Isn't that the the mantra? Uh, well, this week for the Bills, it's two bad offenses and <laughs> and one really good defense and one mediocre. <laughs> it kind of sucks that you. <laughs> It doesn't suck, but you're getting super hyped for this game. It's likely going to be a very boring football game. Like, I wouldn't no, be surprised it's if it's like a low scoring. To, to everyone else, it's going to be boring, but it's not going to be boring at all to me. How much, would you, how much are you going to drink before the game? Game says at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's a 1 p.m. game, so probably not much. I want to be. You definitely got to take like a shot before I like calm the nerves, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. I'm go- I told you I want to go to this Bills bar. I know. Watch Sounds it. great. All right, we're talking about the Bills. We're also going to talk about all the other playoff matches. We make predictions. Uh, we'll break them down in depth. So that's the plan. It's Fantasy Football BFFs, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The BFFs, Florio, Bills fan. Getting fired up, feeling it. Those guys are going to be sad, I think. Very sad. Stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today unlock the secrets of injury analysis. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. Hey, this is Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning, and, and listen, we can all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day, and they help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football In-Season Package, featuring weekly lineup ranks, chats with our experts every single day, and player cards for every player in the NFL, including reports from InsideInjuries.com. You cannot beat it. Don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge In-Season Package. 
I owed the IRS $10,000. The IRS garnished my wages. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions Now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions Now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions Now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. Tax Solutions Now can get you help. Our agents know the rules, can stop the pain, and get you the best deal. We connect you with a team of former IRS agents and tax professionals who will get the IRS off your back. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Call Tax Solutions now. Time is running out. Call 800-910-9962. Join the family at Model Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Models and sign up for our MVP Rewards Program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Models cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Models gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Moe's. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewinds. We spin it up, knock it up, all that stuff. Everything that makes you cool, we do it. Let's go back to the BFFs, see what they think about this weekend on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Back here, back here live now, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. BFFs program, I'm going to save the, I'm going to do the Bills first. So the Roto Experts, we do the Bills and Jags last. So I'll do the Bills and Jags first in this show. Is that cool? Come on. What? It's for last, Greg. It's not the best. <laughs> or you go no, in order no, of the to, games. To most people, it's it's not. It's one of the worst. Well, I can't do Bill, why, why can't you do Bills and Jags That's first? Fine. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Best first. The best first. The Here's what the deal is. Here's why I think people are saying the Bills have a legitimate chance. You're, besides, you know, not objecting by Mike Florio, which is fine. I, I truly do believe, though, that that this is going to be a close game. I'm not saying the Bills are definitely going to win, but I, I think it will be close. So ultimately, you have two offenses that aren't very good. Um, a Bills offense that could be without the best player, or even if Sean McCoy plays, as I expect him to, limited in some in some fashion, not nearly ready to probably take on the 30 carries that he would have if he was healthy. Um, I think that sounds about right, probably. 30, I mean, not carries, but 30 touches, for sure. Yeah. Against the best defense in the NFL. That's the negative side. The other side of it, Jacksonville Jaguar team that is really one of the coldest in the NFL at this point. They got beaten by Gucci Garoppolo, but everybody does, so whatever. They didn't just get beaten. They got they beaten. got whipped around. They got beaten. I like, give with a stick. I give them a pass that game though. Seems silly. Traveling to the West Coast. No, not even that. They found out minutes before kickoff that they just clinched the division and that they they were seat, not locked into a home playoff game like. What do you have to play for then? I, I know I get it. They could have. There's no plan for the buy they, at that point, right? They needed to win out and have one of Pittsburgh or, or lose a game. Lose a game, yeah. And it, it like at that point, your emotions are like 
I, I give them a pass. Like, if you told me you just, for the first time in your career, you're going to the playoffs and then go out and play, like, a pretty meaningless game, I, well, I don't Do, do, do we know that the players knew? Yeah. I was I was watching that because it was uh, it was week 16. Right. Was obviously, a lot of fantasy implications. Right. And as that game was kicking off, they were like, just before they took the field, you know, the scoreboard went final. Even if players say they don't scoreboard watch, they scoreboard watch. Okay. Fair enough. So you you want to give him a pass? I don't. That's fine. Greg, yeah. you shot me a look when I said travel to the West Coast. I did. The previous game that they traveled to the West for was the Cardinals game, and that was arguably you know their the second worst, worst performance. Mm-hmm. So they lost 27-24. I think I, that's kind of a thing for them. I, I shot you a look because I always believed it was West coming East that was a thing, not East coming West. No, it is a thing. I, I've watched the Jets my whole life. <laughs> they have sucked every single game, That's even so when they Why? were even when they were a better team. When they traveled to the West Coast, they just performed Struggle. terribly. Okay, so maybe I, I'll take back my look. Is, is going to Houston going <laughs> I to want the a West good look Coast? Now. Like traveling west for them? <laughs> they won both those games. One in Houston. It's a, Houston's not West Coast. Well, the Houston flight's only like an hour shorter than like the West Coast flight. But whatever. So a week later, Jacksonville faces Tennessee. And the only thing they have is to keep Tennessee out of the playoffs. It's like literally all they have. But they played everybody, right? Like they, they didn't sit anybody, including Leonard Fournette, who had like 25 carries in this game, give or take. And they lost. And it was an ugly game. And what has happened over the last couple of weeks is Blake Bortles has come back down to earth. Like in fantasy-wise, he was the Blake Bortles that we all love and remember from years prior, where they would get down, he'd throw pick sixes, he would throw interceptions. And then for fantasy purposes in the second half, he'd go to work and be like, great, perfect, fantastic. But in real life purposes, this was the Blake Bortles that was never going to be successful in Jacksonville. The opposite of what we saw for most of the year. Now, I'm not saying that Jacksonville can't just flip a switch and be back again to normal, which they can. First playoff game in Jacksonville and God knows how long, certainly the first uh, in the Shad Khan era. But... They're struggling more is, than any other it, team come, walking into the playoffs. Is it pessimistic of me to think that the Jags lost last week on purpose? Yes. You have <laughs> the Bills on the defensive side of the ball. Tredarius White, the best quarter, best rookie cornerback in the NFL. Many people believe he should be the defensive rookie of the year over a guy like Marshawn Lattimore, who is the heavy favorite for most of the season. It's funny because Trey White didn't become famous until Gronk punched him, which I thought was interesting. He's been awesome all year, though. Agreed, but nobody knew his name until he got punched by Gronk, which is yeah. so ridiculous. That's what it takes. It does. And this is a Bills team that are there despite trading away Marcel Darius, trading away Watkins, trading away um, Ronald Darby. All this. They, tra- they traded away Darby, right? They got EJ Gaines back? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes, they did. They always get the... Their second... The Bills... For their, their rush defense has been atrocious this year, mm-hmm. but their secondary is very strong. You have Micah Hyde and, and Poyer, and, sure. and both of those guys have won uh, Defensive Player of the Month awards this year. Like, yep. You have Gaines and White, oh, they and they're lost, all healthy. They lost Stephon Gilmore this year. I mean, they, yeah. lost a, they lost a lot. And here they are. What do you think, Frank? What do you, what, what do you make of this matchup? How are you breaking it down? Uh, well, you know, one of the first things I told you when I walked in here today, Greg, was that... Um, I'm gonna be in on the the Bills at you know plus nine. I, I think that's a that's a very very uh, large spread for such a low over under total at 39 points. I think, like Mike said, I think it's gonna be a close game. I think there's gonna be a lot of defense in this game, and if there comes a point where Blake Bortles has to go out there and try and make a play, I mean, this is a guy who still had. 
13 interceptions this year, nine fumbles, and the Bills were plus nine in turnover differential for a large majority of the season before they traded away Marcel Darius. Their defense was was playing very well. They were among the tops uh, in turnover differential for a large part of the season. So I'm with Mike. I, I think that the the secondary is is very good, kind of underappreciated here. I think we see a lot of Leonard Fournette, maybe even some T.J. Yeldon and Chris Ivory. Just a lot of ground and pound, smash mouth football on both sides here. Uh, I, I just think it's a low scoring defensive matchup. I think the Bills can compete, uh, but overall, I think the Jaguars pull this one out. Maybe you know anywhere from like a three to six point victory. Mike, the thing that scares me the most is something you actually just alluded to, was that the worst part of Buffalo's defense is that run defense. And as Blake Bortles has struggled, Leonard Fournette is still there. And although Fournette has been in and out of the lineup, he's battled the lower leg injuries, Fournette is still the Jaguars' best offensive player. And if the Bills want any shot to win, they're going to have to, I don't want to say stop him because I don't think they can, contain <laughs> what Leonard Fournette does. Do you think that's possible on Sunday? Yeah, because we discussed this before we even knew this was going to be a matchup. Leonard Fournette in the final few weeks of the season, as that injuries to his legs has you know piled up all season long, his efficiency has gone down. Now, I think, like you said, he is going to get his, but I don't know if he is going to be extremely efficient. Like He is going to be a pure volume runner. I could see him going for like, 20 carries for like 75 yards, something like that. And if the Bills, I think the Bills would sign up for that. And I agree with you. So unless Leonard Fournette has a huge game, I think it ultimately comes down to Blake Bortles having to make a play or two, which is why I give the Bills a chance. Which is what the Bills want. The problem is, you may be right that it may come down to Bortles making a play or two. But what if it's down to Tyrod Taylor having to make a play or two? Let's say LeSean McCoy just isn't himself. He's not right. So they can't rely on McCoy. I know you're not going to really want to rely on Mike Tolbert or, or anything like that. So you're going to rely on Tyrod Taylor, who's your other probably most talented player on offense. If the Bills have to rely on Tyrod Taylor, Frank, to make a play against the best secondary in the NFL all season long, how is that going to happen? Yeah, I certainly wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't want that to have to happen, but it definitely could. You know, if it's a low-scoring game and it comes down to the fourth quarter, it could be you know a two-minute drive towards the end of that game. I'll give credit to uh, to Gabe and Cam. You'll hear them up next on uh, Red Heat and Rage. But they said what the Bills should do is go back and look at tape of that Seattle Seahawks game where uh, the Jaguars secondary really kind of got shredded apart on, on deep plays. The only problem for the Bills is they don't really have guys that can go deep. Yeah. They have Kelvin Benjamin who you can use in a red zone uh, kind Deontay of scenario. Thompson. Deontay Thompson. That, that's, deep threat. that's what I was going to say, but like realistically it's Deontay Thompson. I, I think they have to go back and look at that, that Seahawks game if you want to try and maybe you you come out early and you try and take a shot deep early on but, and try and try and surprise the Jaguars defense, but I wouldn't want to depend on it. And honestly, if I'm a Bills fan, I probably don't trust Tyrod Taylor going up against the Jaguars secondary if they need him to make a play. I, I know it's Saxonville and their secondary is awesome. The one reason Russell Wilson was able to have success in that second half wasn't just the deep passes; it was the fact that he was able to extend the plays with his legs. And we know Tyrod Taylor can do that. And, like, yeah, they don't have a deep threat. I'm not saying they have a Paul Richardson or a Tyler Lockett or anyone right. like that. But last week, Nick O'Leary caught a bomb touchdown. Because Tyrod Taylor <laughs> was able to extend the play with his legs. And it wasn't like Nick O'Leary caught and Like, Nick O'Leary just was standing in the end zone wide open. And it was a it was a deep, deep pass. So, right. it, it's gonna the Bills are going to have to take chances. And I think what they should do is do a lot of like they did against New England. Like, you you take shots there. You throw the ball deep at times when it's, you know, if you're inside the five-yard line on fourth down 
it's all going to depend on the outcome of the score. Like, if you're winning, obviously you take the points there. But don't be afraid to go for it on fourth down at times. But here's the one thing also that I, I don't know if we're giving Tyrod enough credit for. He had tied Alex Smith with the lowest interception rate in the league this year at 1%. So if he doesn't turn the ball over, which we know we've seen him his entire NFL career, I believe he has the, of qualified passers, the lowest interception percentage in NFL history. So he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to continuously put uh, the, the, the Jaguars in where they have to drive long fields to score. I, I think this is going to be a field goal game, to tell you the truth, like 16-13, a final score, something along the, that line. You mentioned Saxonville. The Jaguars were second in the NFL in sacks this year with 55, and we know that Tyrod Taylor finished in the top three in sacks taken this year. So that doesn't necessarily you know, represent a, a good scenario there either. I know you said they, they got to make him a little bit mobile, get him outside the pocket, and I agree with you. Uh, it's really, I think, a big part of this game too is the creativity. You know, Maybe on first or second down where they're not expecting you to kind of draw up a deep pass or, or, or some kind of creative pass like that, I think that's something that they have to try and experiment with because you're not just going to beat this Jacksonville team, you know, running the ball up the middle or, you know, try and do smash mouth LaShawn McCoy. You really have to try and get creative against this defense. For me, the I'm not taking necessarily the, the deep shot that you're talking about or both of you guys are mentioning before the game and, and, and Tyrod working his way around and just creating space. I let Tyrod run. I, that, that, oh, I that, think he's going to run a lot. He needs to run a lot on he's Sunday, and I think that's the way they could have some success. We'll make official predictions for this game when we come back, and we'll move on. We'll go, we'll go back to the beginning for the other AFC matchup between the Chiefs and the Titans. That comes your way next on the BFS. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. 
Are you sad like a little puppy? Because the Lineup Lock Show brought to you by DailyRoto.com is now doing the NBA 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't be sad. I got Scooby Snacks for you. That's right. DFS Today brought to you by DailyRoto.com on iTunes. You get DFS information every day. Fantasy football, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Subscribe to DFS Today brought to you by DailyRoto.com on iTunes. Steiner Sports is the leading memorabilia provider for the New York Yankees, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Featuring hundreds of items from your favorite athletes, Steiner Sports is your source for the best sports gifts. Go to SteinerSports.com slash box and shop our collection of memorabilia boxes, which include 10 gifts for the price of one. We've made one for each of your favorite teams. Hurry, supplies are limited, and these are some of the best deals we have ever offered. So go to SteinerSports.com slash box today. Prediction time. We've broken it down as all we can. Mike Florial, make your prediction. Buffalo Bills 16, Jags 13. The Hodgkin's going to kick a 50 yarder. And then when the, board, uh, the Jaguars are driving down, Bortles is going to throw an interception. Bortles throws the game away and is never to be heard from again in Jacksonville. Franklin. Jaguars win 20 to 16. I say the Jaguars will win. 23-16. So we all have the Bills scoring 16. So we all have the Bills oh, covering the spread, too. Well, I, so. I did that purposely. I think right. the Bills do cover the spread. Yeah, me too. Okay, the Titans and the Chiefs in the Chiefs reserved spot of 4 p.m. 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the Saturday of Wild Card Weekend. But no, they're not facing the Texans as they normally do. This time they are facing the Texans' AFC South compadre. The Tennessee Titans. The Chiefs are a heavy favorite in this one. The offense has figured it out again in Kansas City since Matt Nagy took over the play-calling duties. Kareem Hunt has gotten the ball more. Tyreek Hill has found the explosive plays more. And the offense is kind of rolling again. Travis Kelsey at home, always a big deal. On the defensive side of the ball, playing better too. Since getting thrown out of the Giants game, Marcus Peters has looked a lot better. He was suspended for a game. He comes back and he's basically had the fire uh, reignited inside of him. Good stuff from Kansas City, who many people are picking to go all the way to the Super Bowl. On the other side, the Tennessee Titans, one of uh, the teams, much like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have underperformed all year. Not to the level that the Buccaneers did, obviously, but certainly to the fantasy perspective, the fantasy community, the Titans have been underwhelming to say the least. Marcus Mariota has not improved nearly as much as we expected him to. DeMarco Murray took a step back and has already been ruled out for Sunday, which I think is actually a good thing for the Titans. Let Derrick Henry just get rolling and and keep him in there. I think the wide receivers, Corey Davis, Rashard Matthews, Eric Decker, have for the most part been letdowns. Maybe not Matthews, but the other two, certainly. And Delaney Walker, you've relied on all year. While the defensive side of the ball, up and down and mostly down for, for Tennessee. All right, that's kind of my breakdown of it. Mike Flory, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a blowout. I think the Chiefs are going to go in there, get the job done. Their their offense is obviously far superior. We talked earlier this week about how bad Marcus Mariota was this week, throwing more interceptions than touchdowns this season. I think DeMarco Murray, I, I know you said it helps them with him being out because they could get Derrick Henry going, but it also takes out a part of their offense that he is so vital in the passing game 
to Mariota. I, I just think I don't trust the wide receivers there enough. And also the Tennessee, the one thing they're good at on defense is stopping the run, and I don't know if they could contain Kareem Hunt. I, I think this is going to be a, a pretty one-sided affair. I think the Titans will score some late points to kind of make it seem closer, but I think this is one that from the start it's going to kind of just be the Chiefs running all over them. Greg, uh, Greg, you mentioned the Jaguars were kind of stumbling into the playoffs. They lost their last two games. The Titans, you can argue, have been even worse. I mean, they lost three of their last four games, really kind of backing their way into the playoffs here. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs, you mentioned their offense, 26 or more points scored in their last five games of the season. So absolutely right. I think that's a good call. Um, Tennessee's defense had played a little bit better, but... There's just too many weapons here for the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, Alex Smith, uh, by far his, his best season of his career. So I don't think this is a close game either. It's a, The Chiefs are favored by 8.5. I actually think that I'd take that. Um, so I, I think the Chiefs win it quite handily here. I agree. I think the Chiefs kind of take this one running away with it personally. Um I, I, did, I do want to mention, though, as I kind of said in my intro, I think Derrick Henry finally not having to worry about DeMarco Murray once again is a, is a big thing. We saw DeMarco Murray play through so many injuries this year, and it wasn't until week 17 he really sat down. That, that was it. He couldn't handle anymore. And now we know this week against the Jags, rushing defense is very good. Kansas City is, isn't nearly as good. I'm not saying Kansas City doesn't have a good running defense, but not nearly what Jacksonville's is. At this point of the season, I think Derrick Henry could be in store for for a good game. I actually like him a lot for DFS purposes, and I, I think that he is going to be the key if Tennessee is going to stay in this game. Much like Mar- Tyrod Taylor, I think he needs to run. I think we have to see Marcus Mariota run also. I think we have to see a lot of what we saw in 2016 from a Marcus Mariota in order for Tennessee to have a shot in this game. He can't, you know, they don't want to rely on the passing game with Corey Davis or Matthews or Decker or even Delaney Walker. It needs to be a lot of Derrick Henry, a lot of read option with Mariota taking the ball, running it himself in order for Tennessee to stay in this game. I do not believe they do. I think Kansas City uh, rolls over handily, but I do believe that's how Tennessee can compete. I do like the Derrick Henry call. I was tweeting out some stats. I was looking at stuff from this past fantasy football season. And DeMarco Murray versus Derrick Henry, uh, just looking at yards after contact, DeMarco averaged two yards after contact, tied for 11th fewest in the NFL. Derrick Henry averaged 3.2 yards after contact, which was tied for fifth best. So it wasn't even a close comparison. Derrick Henry at this point, whether it was just DeMarco dealing with injuries all year, ineffectiveness, whatever it may be, Derrick Henry was the far better uh, player between the two. The only problem with Derrick Henry this week is that I could see them falling behind early. Perhaps we see this game, you know, 14 zip in the first quarter, and then, you know, we're relying more on Marcus Mariota having to pass the ball, and they can't really Correct. necessarily get the run game going mm-hmm. as much as they want to. If Casey gets out to that one of those really fast starts yeah. we have seen in recent weeks yeah. where Alex Smith just puts up, you know, long touchdowns to Tyreek Hill or Albert Wilson or whatnot, whatnot they're done. They're done. They and and they're really that. good at home, too. The yeah. Chiefs are 6-2 and two at home this year. We constantly hear about Arrowhead, the fans that show up there, how loud it is. So it's going to be a very hostile environment for the Tennessee Titans. And you guys know I jokingly like love Harrison Butker. I think he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid needs to not fall into that trap. We've seen Andy yeah. Reid do it many times this year where he'll his offense is not like he's not just settling for field goals. He'll take play shots and play for field goals, like at, with to to kill the half and let you know time expire, and we'll just take the three points instead of trying to keep your foot on the on the pedal and, and really bury them. So hopefully Andy Reid doesn't get in his own way when it comes to that. Yeah, I, I very much agree um, with that. Casey's gonna get off to a fast start in this one. It, I think so. It's it's gonna be 
It's not going to be close. Yeah, I don't think so either. No. Okay. Oh, man. I think it's going to be bad for my Ryan suck-up pick. He's not going to kick field goals. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Saturday night, our first really good game of this playoffs, theoretically, between the Atlanta Falcons and the Los Angeles Rams, a 3-6 matchup. The Rams, um, the, the young, hot fire squad. Did you, I mentioned this on the Road to Experts show. Did you guys see the Sean McVay sound effects on NFL Network? It was all over Twitter yesterday, last night. I didn't see it. No. I heard about it, though, but I haven't seen it. It was awesome. So, it basically, it was uh, Sean McVay mic'd up for Week 17. And I don't even know if he was mic'd up, but the cameras just had the, the boom mic, uh, picked, it up, picked it up enough. But he was basically saying, hey, listen, we need to, just to the coaches, encourage everybody, stay positive. We're all about positivity. Let's, let, let's pump these guys up, push these guys up, push these guys up. And even when they would let up points, it was always in a positive, it was a positive reinforcement. And he just pushed that. I was like, wow, this guy is awesome. This guy is absolutely oh, yeah. awesome. And it just reaffirms that for me. So Sean McVay, as the young coach, the young lion, with a team of young guys uh, with the, the Los Angeles Rams, they host their first playoff game as a unit, the first playoff game in Los Angeles in a very, very long time. In fact, it'll be the first playoff game that Al Michaels of NBC will call in his home city of Los Angeles in his career. And he's been doing NFL games for 32 years. So it's a big deal having the playoffs back in LA. And they take on the defending NFC champion, Atlanta Falcons. A team that, again, much like the Titans, underwhelmed a lot of the year. At times, we thought they were the best team in the NFC. At times, we wondered why Steve Sarkeesian still had a job. And yet, here they are, back in the playoffs, with a chance to repeat as NFC Conference champions. And to do so, they have to take on an almost younger version of themselves. Hot, young Scoring a lot of points. Can they do that? Can Atlanta keep up with the high-flying Rams? I think they can. I think they can. If the offense just wakes up and they're able to get the ball to Julio Jones and he stays healthy, we've seen what Devontae Freeman can do. This could be a high-scoring affair and it could be a fun one, Frank. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this game. I think it's probably going to be the closest game of the weekend. And I actually think that the Falcons can pull this one off. But it's going to take a lot of... The running backs. I think you got to get a lot of Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman here. Uh, Matt Ryan took a step back this year. Admittedly, we spoke about him from a fantasy perspective this year. Uh, he let you down huge. But uh, Devontae Freeman taking on more of a workload the past few weeks. We know what Tevin Coleman can do out of the backfield as a receiver. And oddly enough, the Rams defense struggled against the run this year. I mean, we talk about fantasy production. We know that running backs were scoring a ton of fantasy points against the Rams this year. So I think that could be the recipe for success for the Atlanta Falcons team. A Falcons team that was very hot in the second half. They got off to a slow start, 6-2 and two in their final eight games. Uh, but if I'm looking at an underdog this week that I think can actually pull it off, I think it's the Atlanta Falcons, man. I don't want to get bet against the bet the best offense in the NFL in the Los Angeles Rams, but they are still very, very young. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at the Falcons here as the underdog that I think can actually pull it off. I actually, I would pick the Falcons to win this game. I think, one, the experience they have is a factor for them. The, the Rams are a very, very young team all around from their head coach down. They're very young. I don't want to say that that's the reason why, but the one thing that I think has gone underrated this year is the Falcons' defense has vastly improved from last year. They're in the bottom third in rushing Absolutely. yards allowed per game. 
passing yards allowed per game, and they're in the bottom five, I believe, in total yards per game. So this is a Falcons defense that I think can make life difficult enough on a young Rams team and keep this game close. And if it's coming down to the wire where I think one team has to make a play, I'm going to go with the guys and Matt Ryan and Freeman and Julio, the guys who have been there before. But I do think... Todd Gurley has a very big game this weekend. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Rams. I know you you think the Falcons keep it close. You think the Falcons win. I'm gonna take the Rams. And I'm gonna think they cover as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the, the the Rams outright here. And this may just be silly of me just looking back, but I counted the Rams out multiple times this year. Like, all right, they're gonna come back down to earth. They're not this good. And I think the most recent time I did that was when they were in Seattle. And I'm just like. All right, now they're in Seattle. I get how beat up the Seahawks are, but we're going to see what the Rams have. And the Rams blew the freaking doors off the Seattle yeah, Seahawks. They, they did, but I think the Falcons, especially in the second half of that season, they were more battle tested. I think like, definitely they played the Saints. They beat they beat the Saints. They beat the Panthers. They those they see, played the Vikings. Those close. are those are a little bit different. They're in division games. So are, so is Seattle Rams. Oh, absolutely. And the Rams and, always and the Rams always play and the Seattle. Falcons, the Falcons beat Seattle. The Falcons beat. They played uh, Minnesota very close. You know, like they they had a very tough second half schedule, and it was almost like every game was a playoff game for them. Because yeah. The Rams knew, hey, if we beat Seattle, we're good. Like we we might not get the bye, we could still play for that. But we beat Seattle this we're game, in. we're in. Mm-hmm. The the Falcons Definitely. have been fighting for their lives for six weeks now, and I think teams like that, we often see the six seed who has been battling for their life. They come in and they're hot, and they they go on runs. I'll be rooting for the Rams because I think they're really fun. But the Falcons scare me in this one. All right, fair enough. Yeah, you mentioned offense versus defense early on. I did. The best offense against a defense that's playing very well. Rams- Ezekiel Elliott, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free, 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fan. Yeah. 
Does your fantasy football team suck? <laughs> Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? <laughs> I can help you out. Go to iTunes, subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now. Hey, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If you're making the minimum payments, but your balance is just not going down, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it will take years to get out of debt, call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 5 million people with credit card debt. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. If you're struggling with credit card debt, the first step is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-220-3479. 800-220-3479. That's 800-220-3479. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services or by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC32. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. In this league, a show about games hosted by men who act like kids. Whoa, hold up there, voice guy. Act like kids? That's not accurate. Really? You saying we're immature? Like how? Dick Butkus. Phrasing. Boom! Hmm. Huh. Duly noted. Carry on. Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh with the fantasy show for your twisted mind in this league. Wednesday nights from 9 to 11 Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Ben. Ben Hurts. No, not Ben Hurts. Not Ben Dover either. Ben Dover. Rover. And let me give you the clover. Grover. Here is the Fantasy Football Rewind. And here's my man. Sasmania. Frank 
Stanfield and Mikey Florio on the final Fantasy Football Rewind of the season. And if you're thinking of giving DFS a try, check out Fantasy Factor because it's the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. Flatter prize pool, smaller field, single entry contests only. Fantasy Factor runs NFL and NBA free-rolls each and every week. The free enter. Sign up today at www.fantasyfactor.com. One more game to go, gentlemen. That is the 4 o'clock Sunday game between the Carolina Panthers, the 5 seed, in New Orleans against the 4 seed Saints. What are you thinking, Frankie? Yeah, I think this game could be closer as well, but I'm going to stick with the New Orleans Saints. They won twice this year against the Carolina Panthers quite handily. Early on in the season, they won it 34-13, to and then later on in the season, they won 31-21. Actually, the Saints are the team that I have going to the Super Bowl. I think they are very complete, both offensively and defensively. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, we mentioned his name. Uh, You can... Put him out there on your number one wide receiver. Uh, we know Julio Jones has had his card, but good thing they're not playing the Atlanta Falcons. They're playing the uh, the Carolina Panthers here. But I think just the running game that they have, and you still have a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees where if you need him to make a play, I still have faith in him going, driving down the field if you need him to do that. We've seen him do it at times this year uh, when he was called upon against the Washington Redskins in that game where he needed to drive down the field. He made that happen. Mm-hmm. So... This is really the first time in, I want to say, his career with the Saints that he's had, you know, a serviceable defense. So I think all those things factor. I think I think it could be a closer game. These are divisional foes. The Panthers and the uh, the Saints could be a closer game, but it, the Saints are my pick. I think they go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. Okay, so you're picking the Saints to cover the spread here against Carolina. Uh, what is the spread? I think it's like I think it's seven six and, a half. and a half, something like that. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily cover the spread. Really? I think this is a very close game, but okay. I agree with a lot of what Frank said. Like I have okay. the Saints two in the Super Bowl. The only other team I I think I I considered strongly was the Vikings. Okay. I just think the Saints are very well rounded, and uh, you have Breeze in the running game, like Frank said. I think though this is going to be closer than either of the two regular season games we saw. Early in the year, I'm sorry, it was when Cam Newton got off to that really bad start. He really struggled. He uh. He threw three interceptions, failed to record 200 yards in that game. And then you go to the next one. He only threw for 189 the second time they played, but his rushing was certainly more. He was rushing more towards the end of the season than he was early on. And now they have Greg Olson healthy, and and Devin Funches is bad. And, like, to me, they just, as the season went on, the Panthers got stronger and stronger. So I, I think this will be the closest of the three. These teams know each other so well. You always hear it's tough to beat a team three times in one season, but the fact that it is in New Orleans, and for what it's worth, the Panthers have been great at stopping the run all year, but the Saints were able to run all over them the last time they played. I don't think that changes. I think Michael Thomas has a pretty solid game as well. I think the Saints win out. It, they probably win by, I'll say, anywhere from like three to six points. So I would take... If the spread is six and a half, I would take the Panthers. Depending on where you look, uh, the spread opened at six. It's now uh, up to seven in most places. Six and a half uh, in a couple of places. Uh, but it is up to seven, according to the Vegas consensus. Now, New Orleans comes in after losing last week to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay team that was brutal all year long. And I know it didn't really matter. They were trying to make sure they had a home playoff game. If they, if they lost and Carolina won, they would have wound up. Uh, in Carolina, give, give the Bucks credit. They played all three of the NFC South playoff teams Last extremely yeah. tough in all three. The Panthers were a final drive uh, victory, mm-hmm. and the the Falcons. We we watched that game on Monday night. It had a lot of fantasy implications. That went down to the wire as well. It, it did, and Julio Jones didn't do enough. 
No. <laughs> Sorry, EY. But, but For a guy, EY. I could not believe it, man. I felt terrible. Um, but never, never, nevertheless, um, they did lose the Saints this past week to a Bucks team that you know has, has a top ten draft pick th- this year, and they played. This is another team they played out, and I don't know. I, I found that interesting. I get this is like the Bucks Super Bowl; it's their last game. But I just I do, I do find that interesting. Now this isn't the Drew Brees team that made it to the Super Bowl the last time that they were there. That was all about Drew Brees' arm. There's no defense. They're going to outscore you, outsmart you, and that was it. It's very straightforward now. They're going to they have really good defense. They have two really good running backs. They're going to let Breeze dump it off to Kamara. They're going to let Breeze uh, throw it to Michael Thomas. And going to hand it off to Mark Ingram. And that's kind of it. You're not going to see many shots to Ted Ginn. You're not going to see many shots to Brandon Cook. She doesn't exist anymore. That's, that's how the Saints win and have won all year long. For Carolina, you know, it's not that dissimilar, to be perfectly honest with you. You have a Carolina defense that has been good, a run defense that's been great, a secondary that has been... You know, up and down. A running game that well, hasn't really been that good either, outside of Cam Newton himself. A lot of Christian McCaffrey, a lot of Devin Funches, and that's it. Like I said, two very, very similar teams. I just think New Orleans is a better one, and that's why I'll take the Saints. Yeah, the last time they played in Week 13, you spoke about how good the Carolina Panthers' uh, run defense was, and it was very, very good all year long. With that being said... In Week 13, they allowed 145 total rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns against the New Orleans Saints. That's how good the Saints are. No team has been able to stop this team's rushing attack. Uh, We mentioned their offensive line a couple days ago, Greg. One of the best in the NFL in both run blocking and pass blocking this season. So uh, that's going to be a big topic of conversation next year when we're looking at fantasy football rankings and where to draft people is we have to pay more attention to offensive line. And the Saints have one of the best in the NFL. So I think it all starts there. Uh, in the trenches, and I think that also lends itself to the New Orleans Saints. You mentioned the Panthers. I mean, there's not a lot of balance there. Jonathan Stewart can't run the ball effectively. Christian McCaffrey, as good as he is as catching the ball, I mean, he still averaged, I don't even think it was four yards per carry this season. So uh, they don't have enough balance there. Yes, Cam Newton could get it done on the ground, but you still need a semblance of a run game with your running backs, and I don't see the Panthers having that in this game. The Panthers are a weird team, though, man. Like, this year, they, they lost to the Bears, right? I, you could give them the two Saints losses. You could give them the Falcons last week. The Falcons were obviously playing for a lot more. That was in Atlanta. They, they lost to the Eagles when the Eagles were rolling. Then they lost to the Bears. They also beat New England. They beat like they, they, they beat Minnesota. They're the only NFC playoff team to have beat Minnesota. So, like, to me, they're, they're a weird team. Like, you could get really bad Cam or you could get really good Cam. And to me, that is going to determine this game, like, if Cam Newton comes out and has one of those like vintage Cam games where he's on throwing the ball and he's just doing all, all the stuff that we know he is capable of doing, I think that is the only way the Panthers can win this game. If if we get average Cam or normal Cam, it's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be enough. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I wouldn't want to bet against a fired up Cam Newton either. Like of all the games, all the spreads that we've talked about today, this is the game that I. I don't have much confidence in at all because while the spread is six and a half, I could see this being, you know, a 30-24 game or a 31-24 game or, you know, it could be a 31-28. So it, it could go a lot of different ways. Like Mike mentioned, while the Panthers have lost to some questionable teams, they've also beat the Patriots. So to me, this is one of the hardest games to kind of figure out from a betting perspective. I, I'd kind of stay away from it. I still think the Saints win, but I do think it's a close one. So, you're, so I, need, I do need a pick from you, sir. I think the Saints win. Got it. Yes. I, nobody cares about your pick. They care about the spread, Frank. 
I'll take the Panthers. Okay, thank you. Here's yeah. here's a stat for you as well. <laughs> in their five losses this year, Cam Newton has only once topped 200 passing yards in those five games, and his high, the one game he did it, was 239. So if he hits 250 or higher, they're undefeated this season in that. So that's why I think it all comes down to the arm of Cam Newton, not his rushing ability. But with that said, I am taking the Panthers. I think this is going to be a very close game in the spread, but I take the Saints to win. All right, so here we go. I'm going to go over all of your picks. I just want to make sure I'm right about this. Frank, you have KC minus 8.5. These are the spreads I'm using. Yes. KC minus 8.5, Atlanta plus 6, Buffalo plus 9, Carolina plus 7. Yes. All, all good. Mm-hmm. You're going with three dogs, and the only favorite you're taking is KC. Mm-hmm. Correct. Michael, you're going the same, thing. The same exact yeah. way. KC minus 8.5, Atlanta plus 6, Buffalo plus 9, Carolina plus 7. The only difference was I have the Bills winning outright. And Atlanta winning outright as well. Oh, I know Frank had that as well. I don't think for, you, you, you can take Atlanta. I'll be rooting, yeah. I'll be rooting you for the Rams. Yeah, actually, yeah, I actually have something on that. Yeah, <laughs> the Falcons winning outright. I think uh, I, Frank was being very clear. I no, I he believes they went outright. Okay, so you both think Atlanta. Yeah, I'm not outright. just telling people to do it. Like I'm doing what I'm telling people to do. Okay, Ooh. so you both. <laughs> <laughs> I hit myself in the mic when I watched that. I'm gonna watch that on YouTube. Um, so you both take Atlanta outright. Okay. Uh, are you confused yet? They seem confused. Take a quick break. And we're back to finish things off on Fantasy Football Rewind. struggling with addiction or alcohol problems if you're depressed drinking and using drugs you may need help and the affordable care act guarantees coverage of substance abuse i knew i could get myself out of this i just needed some hope and some help i took the first step to recovery when i made the call call the addiction hope and helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares call 800-894-5559 800-894-5559 I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. Hey, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fancy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. 
everybody, it's me, Joe Pizzapia, best-selling author of the Fantasy Black Book series. And right now, you can get the 2017 Fantasy Football Black Book on Amazon as we speak. What are you waiting for? You can get it for ebook, for your Kindle, or for paperback. And it's not just me this year. No, I brought in some friends. I got Jake Seely. I got Sammy Reed. I got Gary Davenport. I got championships, and they're waiting for you. Find out why the Fantasy Black Book is number one best-selling in fantasy sports for the tenth straight time. You know why? Because once you go Black Book, you never go back. Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. It's fantasy football season right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So make sure you tune into the all-new Fantasy Football Frenzy with myself, Jake Seeley, and Wall Street Matt Medica. If we were a hip-hop group, we'd be like Migos because we're popping right now. Tune in every weekday morning at 9 a.m. East. Rankings, projections, ADP talk, and we take your phone calls. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy, 9 a.m. East, every weekday morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Back to the Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada, and uh, this is the finale of Fantasy Football Rewind. We'll be having Fantasy First Look. That's right. We're looking, and you got to be fired up, and you got to be ready to go. You'll get that Monday through Friday. You can go, and you can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play, and then you're ready to go. All right? Then all you have to do is hit the subscribe button and get it all to your desk, man. That's all you have to do. So get fired up, get ready, and make sure it happens. That's the way you got to go about it. I'm ready and raring to go. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm fired up. I'm mentally prepared. And you're prepared. So Tony Sincata, Fantasy Football Rewind. It's over. 